On today's episode of the Blue Bloods, I'm regaining strength. College football's right on the horizon. I can see it now. Uh, Conference Championship Week is among us, and we are so excited for it. On this episode, we will have our pick six, where we cover uh, Power Five championship games, plus the AAC championship game. We had to throw six in there. Uh, But as a bonus to all of you, we're going to run through the remaining championship games. So we'll give you four of the group of five. and we'll give you our winners and our predictions for those games. We won't go quite as in-depth on those so that uh, our pick six doesn't last for an hour like the first episode. But uh, other than that, we've got playoff ranking reaction, storyline of the week, and we'll cap it all off with Brandon's Gambling Corner. I'm hype, Zach's hype, and we hope that you are too. So let's go ahead and get this episode kicked off. Kick off pick six this weekend. Uh, we're going out of order again. We don't – I mean, on Friday night, there is one conference championship game, but I wanted to save it for later. So the first championship game we'll talk about today is going to be number 23, Virginia, visiting number three, Clemson. Well, sort of. Clemson's the home team, but they are playing in North Carolina. And that is one of my favorite things about championship weekend. Um, they just play wherever. So, like, I know the SEC plays in Atlanta. Big Ten plays in – uh, Indianapolis, and I guess they play. I guess they play at the Panthers Stadium in the, in the ACC. So, whatever. Uh, Clemson's a twenty-eight and a half point favorite. Just crazy numbers. I mean, they'll probably cover it. Uh, Clemson wins. It's not even close, dude. I'm, that's my first thing. Was like the spread seems ridiculous when like you first look at it, but you know, and then you start thinking, like, can I argue against the spread? Because, I mean, Clemson's been unstoppable outside of a close game in North Carolina. And you have a Virginia team who lost to Miami and Louisville. Right. Not a great look. I mean, it's really not. I mean, both of those teams, Miami and Louisville, have looked horrible recently. Right. Zach, one thing I want to talk about real quick in your heart of hearts, I know you're probably looking at the stats, but if I would ask you before you look at the stats, who has had more who has had more passing yards this season, Bryce Perkins or Trevor Lawrence? I mean, I know the answer to this, but I would have said Trevor Lawrence. Bryce but Perkins, Bryce, has but to be fair, hundred more he, yards. Yeah, but he also has a hundred more attempts. Yeah, he has a hundred more attempts. He also uh, he also has two hundred more carries than Trevor Lawrence. Uh, for Probably. almost 700 yards, just insane. Um, not a good quarterback. I will not go that far. Trevor Lawrence is for sure the better quarterback in this matchup. Um, you would hope so. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, all, all things, all things considered. Um, as a matter of fact, dude, this is nuts. I didn't even, I didn't even see this until just now. Bryce Perkins has more carries than Travis Etienne does this season. <laughs> That's stupid. And Travis Etienne has almost 1,400 yards, man. This kid's yeah. been eaten secretly. People keep sleeping on this Clemson team, but they are putting it together. 
One thing I will say about Clemson, and this isn't trying to bash Clemson. I think Clemson deserves a playoff spot. And honestly, they're probably going to surprise everybody because everyone is sleeping on them, like you just said. Uh, and they'll probably make it to the championship game. You know, that's just that's just my luck. That's everyone else's luck. We don't want to see Clemson there, but they're going to get there. Um, but Clemson, the only only team that they played that was ranked when they played them was Texas A&M. And we saw how their season went. Um, and they're obviously now they're unranked. Uh, I think they went seven to five overall. But, I mean, Clemson, you want to talk about a team that hasn't played anybody? Clemson. Write it down. Yeah, Maybe. but, I mean, okay, so, yes, they have not played anybody. But to play devil's advocate and to even put my opinion in it, we're giving people, uh, analysts and fans out there are giving Ohio State credit for playing teams like Michigan State and Nebraska. And yeah, that, we're not giving we're we're not giving Clemson any credit. I mean, I'm not giving them, I'm not giving Ohio State credit for that. I'm, I'm I'm not giving either one of these teams credit. So, so, so who do you well, what, what wins do you give Ohio State credit for then? Um, Wisconsin, uh, maybe at home. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, and they beat them by what thirty. 31 or 28, yeah, something like that. Crazy. Um, it beat the crap out of them, man. I mean, but, and I mean, it's so that's against my point, though. I just said I'm not giving Ohio State credit for wins. I know, but like, okay, so if Clemson beats Virginia by like 30, 40 points, do they get any credit? Sure. This I mean, is, give, this give is them a some nine credit. and three, a nine and three Virginia team, and they're going to beat them by 30. And then, just like Dabo Sweeney said, the committee's going to be like, well, you know, it was Virginia. And it's like, well, they, I mean, what do you want them to do, man? I mean, fair enough. They are playing in the ACC, um, which just uh, – and I'm not – this isn't me bashing the ACC. That's not what I'm going to do this segment. But come on. The, the, everyone knows this season hasn't been great. Uh, I mean, Virginia Tech went 8-4. and four. Um, Wake Forest went 8-4. and four. I mean, that's one more loss than Virginia had this season. I don't know. And and also I want to make a comment real quick. Zach is able to play devil's advocate because I, I think he is the devil. So you do a really good job at it. <laughs> there you go. But, you know, so what what do you think Virginia has to do to win this game? Uh, realistically. Realistically, uh, absolutely nothing. They, they're not going to win this game. They wouldn't win this game. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Put me in any universe, um, any time. They're not going to win this game. That's impossible. Okay, well, as you know, the professional, I guess, on this podcast. Yeah, the adult. I mean, I, I would say Bryce Perkins has to play, you know, I would compare it to like when 2012 when Johnny Manziel went to Bryant-Denny Stadium and put on the performance he did against Alabama. Like, that's the type of game Bryce Perkins is going to have. I mean, he has to be a factor in the passing and running game. And more importantly, he cannot – turn the ball over if you give this Clemson team one extra possession that's a wrap because they're going to get a seven point lead they're turning that into three or seven points and then you're down and I think this Clemson defense is too good for for Virginia to play catch up yeah I'm gonna do a fun thing real quick um what's your score prediction for the end of the first half oh I haven't thought about that uh if I had to put money on it right now like right this second I would say twenty-four to three, Clemson. I'm going. I'll go twenty-eight-seven, Clemson. Okay. So, I mean, Fair pretty enough. close. Anyway, it, it's going to be a blowout. Clemson's going to cover mm-hmm. this twenty-eight and a half point spread. 
I think ah, I am not. I, so I do not like to give people. I do not like to give teams any credit for covering any spread that's over twenty eight points. I'll give it to Clemson over Virginia this weekend. I mean, I, I think Clemson wins by twenty eight, so I don't think they cover. And what usually happens when I uh, when I say that I say that uh, teams going to do this, the game ends up being pretty close, and sometimes they lose. So uh, I guess all we can do is hope and pray at this point. So. Uh, we all want to see Clemson suffer, right? Yeah, no doubt. And I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a heck of a game this weekend, man. I think the Virginia defense is weak in the back end. And I think I, – I, I really think Trevor Lawrence is going to eat. And, you know, when you have a weak secondary that can't really get a lot of turnovers, I, I think Clemson is going to roll through this defense. Yeah, I think more than Trevor Lawrence, Clemson's entire defense is going to eat. And they're going – I mean – Bryce Perkins has nine interceptions on the season. It'll be 11 by the end of this game. He'll have two interceptions. Just go ahead and write that down. That's no that doubt. No doubt. Interceptions. So uh, best defense they've played by far. And uh, well, maybe not, maybe not best by far, but I mean, it's definitely the best. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to our next matchup and tell me if this matchup sounds familiar to you. We have number 20 Cincinnati visiting number 17 <laughs> Memphis in Memphis. So, uh, at the same oh, exact God. time, so that's pretty cool. Uh, in case you missed last week's game, you can tune into this week's game. I don't think Desmond Ritter's coming back. Uh, well, last time the thing I read about four hours ago is that they interviewed him and he said he was going to play. That's that's crazy, but okay. I mean, I mean, I was wondering. He's, a, um, he's still but, a game time decision, though. Yeah. Fun fact: uh, last week for the game, Memphis was a thirteen point favorite. This week, they're a nine and a half point favorite. So. I don't know what changed. Uh, I guess Desmond Ritter, maybe. Who knows? Um, well, I mean, technically they won by 10. So, <laughs> I mean, I, the spread yeah, makers were yeah. like, we're not losing this money. Yeah, well, they still will. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to have to go with Memphis in this game. Um, I, I know it's hard to do. I know it's hard to win a game against the same opponent twice in a season, especially back-to-back. Yeah, we don't ever see that. <laughs> um, but – it's it's not going to be hard for Memphis. Memphis is the real deal. Uh, people aren't giving them enough credit. That's why they're eleven and one, and they're still number seventeen in the polls. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the biggest what if in the world is if Desmond Ritter can play. But even if he plays, is he really a hundred percent? And can he have the best performance of the year so far? He hasn't been having the same season he did last year when he was the AAC Newcomer of the Year. Um, you know, and Brady White's been on fire recently. He's put up over 3,300 yards, 32 touchdowns, only eight interceptions. And I think he's the X factor. I think giving Mike Norval and this offensive staff of Memphis a chance to prepare and have another shot at the Cincinnati team, I think Memphis wins by multiple. I, th- I think it's 17 to 24 points. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I still think – I think since he covers the spread, um, I know last week was a 10-point game. I think they have something to prove. And one thing I will give the the Cincy team credit for, uh, their head coach, Luke Fickle, I mean, future Ohio State Buckeye coach, head coach, just go ahead and – I mean, uh, my words are basically truth at this point. So, do what you need to do. He'll be there one day. He's very closely tied to that program. Very, very good head coach. Uh, very underrated. Anyway, um, uh, he's not going to let his team get beat by 10 points and then let them get beat by more than that next, this this week. 
He's not going to do I it. Just, I, I just don't think they're going to have the answers, man. I really don't. I mean, I think if this game was at a neutral site, I might have a different opinion. But they're not going to go back into the Liberty Bowl with this type of environment. I mean, these fans were lit for last week. And now this is for everything. I think Memphis is going to come out. And they're going to jump up early. And I don't think Cincinnati is going to have the firepower to keep up. And so I think Memphis runs away with this late. And it's really because of the location of the game. You know, Cincinnati's quarterback not being 100%. And I, I think, you know, Memphis has all the balance, man. They can throw it. They can run it. You know, their defense is opportunistic. So here we are. And I think Memphis takes the AAC. All right. Um, yeah, we're not going to spend too much more time on this matchup. We basically – I mean, it's the same thing as last week. Uh, the only the only factor that's a little bit different is it's, a, it's an immediate rematch, uh, and Desmond Ritter might be back, but we don't know that he will. So we're not going to sit here and waste everybody's time. You know, my time – my time's not really that valuable. I'm not going to sit here in front right now. Uh, you know, I, I, there are other things <laughs> doing, I guess, but instead I'm sitting here talking to my computer and – so, so my time's not very valuable, obviously. Uh, let's go and move on to our next matchup, and this is where things get fun. Our next matchup is for the Big 12. Uh, we have number seven, Baylor, visiting number six, Oklahoma. And I wanted to put this game a little bit closer to the end, but, I mean, every single game from here on out is just uh, just insane. And very important. Yeah. The, I mean, this game – the only reason I have this game so far up is because the other three games literally – I mean, this game, I guess one of these teams could potentially get in the playoff. Um, but the other three games, I mean, the winner is essentially in the playoff. So, well, Wait. In some cases. Uh, okay. In some cases. Come on. Uh, well, obviously Wisconsin – Either – Wisconsin's not going to be in it and Oregon's not going to be in it. But Utah could and so, Ohio State is. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. So, let's go ahead and talk about this game. Uh, Oklahoma's an eight-point favorite. Um, they're, they're playing – I don't know where they play the Big 12 championship. They just played – uh, Dallas. Dallas. See? In Jerry World. They do it to us. They do it to us every single time. Um, anyway, so I, I guess they're going to Dallas. Uh, so, it's going to be basically a home game for Baylor. So, that's cool. Yep. Um, they played at Baylor last time, though, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They played in Waco. Yeah, so I guess I guess the home field advantage didn't really make a lot of uh, difference. It did in the first half. Yeah, no joke. But apparently they just all are allowed to blow leads. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen this time. I think Baylor jumps out in front. They've got something to prove. This Oklahoma team, what I've seen from them this season, I just don't think that they're capable of holding – I mean, of, of beating this Baylor team twice. I, I don't think they are. I think they're vastly overrated. Uh, they're still a good team. Very good team. Uh, definitely top 10 talent. They just – they're not going to be able to hold on on this one. I don't know, but I'm really torn on this one because, you know, Baylor blew the 28-3 to lead. They have all the motivation in the world. And I agree with you that they're going to come out firing and they'll probably take an early lead. Do not be surprised if Baylor leads this game at halftime, especially at the end of the first quarter. But then you have Oklahoma, who has been the cardiac kids. Brandon. Did you know five out of the last six games for Oklahoma have been decided within one possession? I know. I know. That's why I don't, I don't believe in them anymore. But, dude, that, that proves that if this game comes down to the wire. I trust Oklahoma more than Baylor. They've been in that moment, and I think Oklahoma pulls out a very close win. I'm talking about three to seven points at most. 
And I think, you know, Oklahoma pulls it out. I think they have the experience in the right places. I think Lincoln Riley is going to have this team ready. And if you remember, uh, they got a rematch with Texas last year, and they put it on them. I think giving Lincoln Riley another week to analyze their film, not going to bode well. I think the defense can force Charlie Brewer into, into some mistakes like they did late in the second half of the last game. And I think Oklahoma pulls this one out, man. Yeah, I I understand where you're coming from with this. I just think I think Baylor's going to come out and play pissed off, uh, just the way the last they game should, and yeah, and they will. They should. That's the thing. And they took it. They took it out on Kansas last week too, man. Sixty-one to six. And before that, they took it out on Texas. I mean, this is no, Baylor and Texas we're talking about, and they they beat them by two touchdowns. So this Baylor well, team. Well, to be fair, Texas garbage. Yeah, horns down. Everyone knows the deal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, AT&T Stadium at 11 a.m. Get out of here. Are you kidding me? 11 a.m. There are like the Big Ten Championships at 11 a.m. too, I think. No, it's not. It's at 7. Okay, whatever. There's some. There's another game at 11 a.m. and it made me mad. It is. It was uh, – oh, God. It's one of those smaller games. It's not a big game, though. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm, I'm angry the about three, it. The, okay. The three games at 11 are the Big 12, the Sun Belt, and the Maction Championship. Sun Belt, Fun Belt, and Maction are so fun. That's true. I'm going to watch I mean, Appalachian State's pretty fire, though, bro. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're pretty good. Uh, 11 of 1. People forget. Uh, anyway, so this matchup, this is another one that we've covered. Uh, the only change, I mean, literally to this game, is that it's a rematch. Um, and, and I think <laughs> in Cherry World, yeah. And I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to put Baylor on the same level as uh, Cincinnati right now. I think Baylor is a much better team. Um, but so I, I think that in the Big 12, it's going to be a lot harder to uh, to repeat a victory for. Oh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I get that. I mean, I think the two factors that will determine this game are Jalen Hurts and then Baylor's running game. I think Jalen Hurts has to find his rhythm. When he's inconsistent, this offense sputters. His team isn't, you know, motivated. You know, I think he's playing for a spot in New York. He has an outside shot, and he has to show up. And, you know, I don't think he's completely out of it because if you look at Kyler Murray, everyone thought Tua was the shoe-in, and Kyler Murray went off in the championship weekend, and Tua did not, and Kyler Murray stole it from him. So Jalen has to come out and play his best game of the year. And Baylor has to hit 150 rushing yards. If they're one-dimensional, Oklahoma wins this game and covers. But I think that they they have to get a running game to keep this close and win. The crazy thing is that Baylor's running back, uh, Lovett, I mean, he's averaging over six yards a carry. So why why does he only have 97 carries on the year? Why does he only have 618 yards? Why does he only have five touchdowns? Jalen Hurts has 100 more carries than him, and he's a quarterback. It's insane. Why? Why? I mean, I understand Charlie Brewer is a good quarterback, but like he's he's not. I mean, Jalen Hurts has more passing yards than him too. It's. I mean, Oklahoma is not, Jalen Hurts and Ceedee Lamb. So yeah, we'll and I mean, I don't I don't know if Baylor has the talent to stop him, man. So I have Oklahoma in a close close game. Okay, let's go ahead and move on. Um, so you think so? You do think that Baylor covers the spread? Then it's eight points. Yes, I do. I think it's going to be a three-five point game. It's going to be really right. close. I have Baylor winning outright. Obviously, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next matchup. We have the Big Ten championship game. We've got number one Ohio State in Indianapolis, but Wisconsin is somehow the home team at number eight. So 
don't know how that worked. I think they rotate it every year. Yeah, I think the Pac-12 does the same thing because we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin's a 16-and-a-half point dog in this one and probably for a good reason. Um, we saw what happened earlier this season. But it was, you know, <laughs> once again, that wasn't the horseshoe. I'm not sure that's going to make a big difference. Um, this Ohio State team is probably the most well-rounded in the country. And I, I'd venture to say it's not even close. Um, can I call out ESPN real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, we love to burn bridges. Did you read the description for this game? No, absolutely not. They said Wisconsin gave Ohio State a scare earlier in the season for one of the few times the top-ranked Buckeyes were challenged. Yeah, that's not true. Dude, they lost 35-7. to 7. <laughs> no, 38-7. to 7. Yeah, it's just not, it's not true. That's all. That's a lot. ESPN, you're liars. But you know, I think I think Wisconsin has to do two things, which they sucked at last matchup. Um, J.K. Dobbins cannot eat them alive like he did. I mean, I mean he will. I I don't. I, do you remember this game much? Because uh, he absolutely put it on him. He had 20 carries for 163 yards. I mean, yeah, I, I watched the last game. Um, uh, it was not, not a great not look. Pretty, not pretty. And then they have to establish the run game. I mean, uh, Jonathan Taylor had 20 carries for like 50 yards. Yeah. Hey, uh, one thing real quick. If you are in Indianapolis or around Indianapolis and you're not going to this game, I, we need to have a talk. These tickets are going for like $45 right now. Oh, do you want to go to Indianapolis? We can, we can suit up. Yeah, we can, I mean, we can go. You're pretty close, huh? Yeah, it's not that far of a job, bro. I say we roll out there. Yeah, let's go. Um, I'd rather go to Georgia. I'd rather go to Atlanta. That's a little bit further for me, bro. That's a little cheap. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> Better game. Um, but I mean, Justin Fields is my X factor in this game for Ohio State, of course. Um, I think he's in the same boat as Jalen Hurts. Uh, if Joe Burrow slips up and Justin Fields has just one of those games like Kyler Murray did last year. He takes care of the ball and leads this Ohio State team to a 13-0 record. Justin Fields could sneak the Heisman away from Joe Burrow. As disappointing as that is, we we have seen it happen year after year. Yeah, people forget that Heisman voting opened up like on Monday, so I'm sure that people have already cast their votes, or at least some of the people have already cast their votes. Um, and if it was decided right now, we obviously know who the winner would be. It's gonna be hard to take it away from Joe Burrow. Um, like unless um, you know, unless he slips up this weekend and throws like four interceptions and negative six yards. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's ho- let's hope that does not happen. But my X factor in this one, uh, you know, I've got Ohio State winning. I hate to say that because I've been riding with Wisconsin all year. Um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Jack Cohen. He's gonna have to have a monster game. I mean, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor. He's pros. I mean, he's listen. He he has about the same average of yards as J.K. Dobbins does this season. A uh, few more carries, a uh, few more yards, whatever. Um, one more touchdown. So these running backs, they're not you – know, I'm not going to say they're the same running back because they're two very different uh, styles of player. But, uh, I mean, they're both going to have a big game, I, I believe, anyway. Uh, but Jack Cohen is going to have to really step up. He's going to have to pass – I mean, he's going to have to have the game of his life. If he wants to keep Wisconsin oh, yeah. in this one, 
he was he was my him and Jonathan Taylor are my X factors for Wisconsin. I yeah. kind of mentioned it earlier. Jonathan Taylor is gonna have to have a hundred yards rushing, and that's that's at minimum. Because if if they shut him down, and this is all on Jack Cohen, I don't think he has the talent to get this done. Put Graham Mertz in. That's, that's his first game in Indianapolis against Ohio State, he's going to get eaten alive. I don't know, man. Uh, crazier things have happened. That's true. Look at Tua. <laughs> I was about to say, there's a there's a true freshman quarterback in the national championship for his first game ever. So that's very true. I, I think Ohio State wants to make a statement, though, and win this in just insane fashion. Uh, you know, and Wisconsin has motivation, too, because they can cause playoff chaos if they win this game. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. And Ohio State, I think, will cover. I, I think J.K. Davis, Justin Fields, you know, <clears throat> this defense led by Chase Young. I think it's all too much for Wisconsin. I think they stop Jonathan Taylor again. Jack Cohen forces too many balls, interceptions galore for this Ohio State defense, and I think they just. I think they put something on Wisconsin. I think it's like. I hate to say this, man. I think it's like a few years ago when they beat Wisconsin like fifty-six to three. Yeah, I'm gonna actually, I'm actually gonna have Wisconsin covering this one. Uh, I think you they this game. I mean, just watch it happen. Can you give me you a good inter- reason? Yeah. Okay. Well, you said interceptions galore, right? Yeah. Jack Cohen has four interceptions on the year. But guess what? It, it's coming. <laughs> okay. You just think all of a sudden he's gonna throw four more interceptions in this one game? Dog, it happens all the time. What are well, you talking we, we about? Can, we can make a little side bet if you want. We'll talk about that after the show. I bet. All right, all right. So let's go ahead and move on to our next matchup. Uh, we've got the Pac-12 championship. We've got number five Utah uh, visiting. Well, uh, where do they play at? They play uh, Santa Clara. That's not real. That's not a real place. In the 49ers stadium. <laughs> Trash. All right. So we've got number five Utah visiting number 13 Oregon. Oregon's a seven-point dog. Um, what? No. Oregon's a favorite, G. What? Are you serious? Oregon's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, well, I, I guess. No, they're not. Dog, I am looking at ESPN right this second. Do they have a minus or a plus by them, Zach? A minus. That, you're just wrong. That's just, that's not Dog, true. I will send the picture. Like, <laughs> All right, so everyone listen to me because I confirmed this on, on ESPN, uh, Odd Shark, Bovada, um, FanDuel. Your boy, I'm not necessarily degenerate, but I do my research. So, um, Oregon, I promise, oh. is a seven-point dog. Oh, um, no, okay. That, dude, ESPN is tripping. Okay, so they have the – they have on the on the spread line, they have Utah minus 6.5, Oregon plus. But in the, like, big spread that they have, like, the money line? maximized – no, on the, like, spread, like the big one, it has Oregon minus 6.5. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, so yeah. just ESPN screwed everyone up. <laughs> disregard Zach. He doesn't know what he he does. He knows not what he does. Um, so Damn. yeah, so Utah's the favorite in this one, as they should be. Um, I don't know. This game's gonna be really interesting. Um, I think Utah is going to be able to pull this one off. Uh, I think they can do that because of their defense. Uh, I think they can do it because of Zach Moss. Um, it's just it's I don't know it's going to be a great game for this Utah team Justin Herbert's going to do something to screw up I, I can feel it in my bones and uh that I mean that's really my only reason that I have Utah on this one 
Okay, first thing I want to address, if you are lazy, you know what, and you don't stay up for Pac-12 after dark, here is your chance. This kicks off at a nice early 7 p.m., so Pac-12 after dark comes to Friday night primetime. Tickets for $27 for this. Why are tickets so cheap for championship weekend? Except for the freaking SEC championship. Dog, I'm, I'm telling you. I'll get to it. God, but, dude, I mean, Utah is the dark horse everyone loves. You know what? Uh, I think on this podcast, we, you know, absolutely ripped Lee Corso for having Utah in his playoffs. Props, Lee. You you did it. You're really out here doing it. He has had a Um, comeback season. Let's talk about a comeback season real quick because Lee Corso has not been too hot the past couple of years on college game day. All of a sudden, it looks like he's starting to bounce back. I mean, he's not always right. I know he picked Baylor last time, uh, you know, in the Baylor-Oklahoma matchup. But, I mean, other than that, he's been, he's been pretty right. He picked Auburn, I think, this past weekend. He did not. No, he didn't. He picked Bama. Anyway, I don't yeah. care. It doesn't matter. He, he's picked, he picks winners is what I'm saying. So, shout out to Lee Corso. Usually pretty bad at what he does, but he's pretty good this year. Yeah, and you know what? Utah comes in as the quiet, quietest team in the land. <laughs> the yeah, I still land. have never seen an interview by any other player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, and Oregon comes in with a Rose Bowl bid on the line. I think the playoffs are out of, out of reach for them. And if they, if they move Oregon up nine spots after this win, I don't even know what's going to happen. Um, I don't think they deserve it. And, you know, they had a – they had a tough loss to Arizona State and a horrible performance against Oregon State. They still won. We talked about that on our recap episode. Not a great game. Um, you know, I, I just – I don't know. I have this feeling that Oregon's going to pull it out, though. You think – okay. So, I, I am taking – I'm taking Oregon. It'll be single digits. I think Justin Herbert makes a play late, and he leads this, this Oregon Duck team to a big upset in Santa Clara. Yeah. Um I had Utah uh, covering the spread. You know, I still have Utah winning. Uh, but I also, in my notes, I wrote, I have Utah winning by a touchdown and covering. But that was when the spread was six and a half. It's seven now. I think they push, um, which I've not been right about a push yet this season. So, you know, maybe don't put your money on the push. Uh, I don't know how you could do that anyway. But anyway, I don't know. Th- this game, it just seems like something that, it's going to be wild. And like Zach said, it's, it's Pac-12 after dark, but that's only because it gets dark at like 4 p.m. now. So uh, it's, it's a Friday night uh, at 7 p.m., so make sure you watch this one. And here's a little hack for you guys. Since there's not any real Pac-12 after dark this week, uh, go ahead and take your girl out and act like you're just skipping football to spend time with her on like a date night because you're not going to be up at like 2 a.m. watching Pac-12 football. Spend some time with her and, and, and pretend like you're not watching football. We all know that you watch football all day, but she doesn't have to know that. Or take her to a restaurant, sit her in the exact spot where she can't tell you're watching TV and watch the game anyway. I mean, I guess. Or, like, I mean, you could always, like, uh, get, like, a Bluetooth headset and listen to the game. I mean, like, one of those really small ones uh, so she can't even tell anything's in your ear. And like you'll, I mean, you'll get really excited during the meal, but she'll just think that you're happy to be with her. And isn't that what we all want? There you go, guys. You know, we turned it to a relationship podcast. Um, 
<laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't have I mean, too much to say about this game. Uh, I. I think just. Uh, I think Justin Herbert messes up at some point, and it's going to cost Oregon the game. You see, I think Oregon takes away Zach Moss, and Tyler Huntley makes a few mistakes. I think the Oregon defense makes a statement this week. Oh, you I think mean that, they're you mean that great Oregon defense. Oh my God. Anyway, um, I think the defense makes a statement. I think Herbert wants to make a legacy, man. I think he realizes he missed the playoff. The best way to make a legacy is win the Pac-12 and go win the Rose Bowl. And I think he has an elite performance. And I, I, I think Oregon actually does have more talent than Utah. And I think they come out here and show it because they're going to come playing pissed off that they haven't been living up to the potential. Yeah, you're you're just lucky the team you picked has emotions because I'm pretty sure that uh, Utah doesn't. They don't talk to the media. Um, I don't think I've ever seen any of them look like sad or happy or angry or anything really. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess Oregon does have that to their advantage. But let's go ahead and move on to our final matchup of our pick six before we move into yeah, our buddy. five games. We have the SEC championship in Atlanta. I know where this one is. I don't even have to look it up. Um, <laughs> We have number four, Georgia, uh, visiting LSU, number two. And the crazy thing about this is that they're the um, Mercedes-Benz Stadium is like an hour away from Athens. So this is basically a Georgia home game like it is every single day. It is. I, I was there when Auburn played them in 2017. Dude, it was 80-20 Georgia to Auburn fans. Oh, I mean, they showed out, bro. Yeah. They but, showed uh, out. Yeah, but uh, this game this game's going to be fun. This game's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, 3 o'clock, CBS did us all a favor, moved the game back half an hour. Couldn't tell you why. Um, yeah, I, that does, it just doesn't make sense to me, but I'm going to run with it. Uh, 3 o'clock, that means the second half of this game will be in the dark, so that's I guess that's fine. Well, it's a dome it's anyway, a, so it doesn't really matter. It's a dome. like. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be dark outside. Be... I, have, I have windows, so it'll be – it's a good atmosphere. That's true. Yeah. It's uh, technically the dome has windows too, a big one. Yeah, I guess. Um, uh, one hundred and seventy-six dollars for the cheapest ticket here. So, there's your, there's your price jump. Not great, but I mean, I'm excited, man. This is the best SEC defense versus the best offense in the SEC. You think they're uh, the best defense in the SEC, really? I mean, statistically, they are. Yeah, but statistically, they I mean, they play in the SEC East. But statistically, they've played multiple. I mean, like, what do you mean? We're not talking they, about they, statistics right now, Zach. Quit being a nerd for like half a second, and and just talk. No, like, I'm just be a football I'm guy. So, you want to be a football guy? Be a football dude, guy. They, they played a ranked Notre Dame team, Boom. a ranked Florida team, a Boom. ranked oh, Auburn good. team. Auburn's good. I mean, they played Texas A and M, which were given apparently people credit for for beating, uh, and now they get to play I don't LSU. Know who's giving them credit, but yeah, sure. Dude, they're allowing 250 yards per game and only 10 points a but game. They You're can't telling me that score? How many points are they scoring? Th- how does that? How does that change the fact they don't have a good? Uh, like, what does that have to do with them being the best defense, Brandon? In your heart of hearts, do you think they have a better defense than Auburn? Uh I say it's close, but no, I'd, get, I, I'd get, I'd give them the nod, though. I mean, honestly. Okay. Uh huh. All right. I mean, Aubrey gave up 45 to Alabama with the backup That's quarterback. That's a rivalry game. Get that out of here. Get that trash out of here. Okay. Well, it's you know different. what? If LSU scores about 23, we'll have a different discussion on the recap episode. Okay, Zach. Um, well, well, I think it, this is going to be a close game, dude. I really do. I think oh, yeah, Joe Burrow has – I think Joe Burrow has an interception or two. 
I mean, he might have an interception, yeah. Um, and I think I think DeAndre Swift's going to eat, bro. Yeah, I mean, LSU just can't stop a rush. They just can't. It's not allowed. But they did – I mean, they looked good last weekend. I'm not going to say that's going to translate to this weekend. I mean, we're talking – we're talking apples and oranges when we're talking Texas A&M, Georgia. So, um, I don't know. It, it, it's it's going to be a good game. Uh, Seven-point spread. I think Georgia covers it. They're going to scare me. Um, I'll, I, you know, if I don't end the night crying, then it was a good day. So, we'll, we'll I, see, I, I see what happens, I guess. I don't know, bro. Like, I was so torn on this game. I really yeah. was. I, I really, really wanted to pick Georgia. Yeah, like did you? actually, I, I almost did, but I'm sticking with my guns. I remember when you did it. I picked LSU to win the national championship this year. Did oh, that, am I correct? Yeah, you did. I, I kind of wanted you to pick Georgia. You're wrong a lot. So, damn. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm going with my heart. I said they were going to win the SEC. It's facts. LSU takes this game. I think they win by a last-second field goal. Okay. Um, I think that's how close this game is. I don't think it's a last-second field goal. I think LSU probably leads the majority of this game. LSU can score, and that's the one thing. Georgia can't score. They can't. They put up 19 points against Texas A&M. Dog, Georgia has the same amount of – I would say the same amount of defensive talent as Auburn, and LSU had problems with Auburn. Yeah, but that was the – You're telling me they're going to go into the – they put twenty one on Kentucky. They put, I mean, it just. I mean, we can go through the list. That's fine. And guess what? They can put twenty one on Kentucky, but their defense allowed no points. Brandon. Yeah, so what are you going to do when LSU has three points? Well, LSU's not going to score. Th- are you kidding me? Are you joking? I, I, right I was, now? You think LSU is going to score three? No, I, mean, I was going to finish, but the first half. Whatever, I mean, that's fine. Dog, I don't the, the most points they have allowed, the most points they have allowed, of have allowed in a game is twenty. Name one other team right now that has the same caliber offense as LSU. One or cl- even no, I, did, I, I wasn't. I wasn't arguing that, Brandon. Was a. No, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're sleeping. You're sleeping. You're sleeping on this Georgia team. I'm not sleeping on. I think I just told you. I think they cover the seven point spread. That's a good game. <laughs> um, I mean, I but you know, I agree that, about this though. Is that Jake Fromm's going to have to play better than he has? Uh, I think he's going to have to make some plays downfield like he did at the Auburn game. Um, he's been inconsistent with it, but if he can hit one or two big plays and get this Georgia team, you know, 14, 21 points in the first half or just in the – like keep them in the game and give this defense some confidence, I think this defense can make Joe Burrow play into some mistakes. And I think Claude Edwards-Hilaire is the most important player on LSU's team. I think he's going to have to take some pressure off of Joe Burrow and make this defense respect LSU's running game. Yeah, uh, that's one of those things. LSU didn't really utilize Alaire at the beginning of the season. Um, uh, it, it, in a way, it kind of reminds me of how Georgia is just not utilizing Jake Fromm. It, take a guess right now, unless you're looking at it. Take a guess at the at the most yards Jake Fromm's passed for in the game this season. I'd say 200, 250. It's two ninety five, and that was against South Carolina. Other than that, not great. I mean, 156 against Vandy. Um, yes. one, Dude, I think, one he, I think he has 
35 against has, Kentucky. Well, okay. Did you watch that game? Yeah. Was that game. was a monsoon, bro. <laughs> kind of. I mean, kind you of can't good. throw the ball in that. You cannot okay, throw the well, ball in that. 173 against Mizzou. I got you, bro. Okay. I mean, I think he's better than his stat show, though. No, yeah. I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, but they, what I'm, what I'm getting at is that Georgia hasn't utilized him the way they need to. They, relying, I mean, I understand DeAndre Swift is just a stud of a running back, but listen, and I know that LSU's rush defense is kind of uh, their weak point, so they're probably going to use DeAndre Swift, but DeAndre Swift is. At some point, LSU's going to have to figure something out to stop him. Um, and I think Jake Fromm's going to have to play a, a better game than he has played all season. I completely agree. But, yeah, I really wanted to pick Georgia. I just have this weird feeling. But I'll stick with my guns. I think LSU pulls this one out. All right. So let's go ahead and move on. Uh, that was our pick six. And since we I probably just spent like a good 40 minutes on that, so shout out to us. Uh, we're going to go – we don't really have that any more segments. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go through our group of five picks real quick. We only have four championship games because we had one in our pick six. Um, so we're going to go through these remotely quick. Uh, with our first matchup, we have the MAC championship. And that is, going to be, that is going to be Miami of Ohio visiting Central Michigan. Notice I did not put a number in front of either one of those teams. Um, so that's, that's fun. That's fun. This is the first unranked matchup we've had. Um, Central Michigan's a seven-point favorite. Couldn't tell you why because I just don't think that – you could tell me that everyone in the MAC went six and six this season, and I believe you. Well, I mean, I, I'm just – how many – okay, so they play in the they – play, they play at Ford Field in Detroit, which is the Lions' home oh, stadium. That's so great. How many seats do you think that place sells to this game? Oh, how many do they sell? Uh, yeah. I, mean, I think capacity is right around 60,000, so like, like 32. 32? Yeah, that's, I'll get 32. I don't think Miami of Ohio really travels that well. You never know. You, you don't know that. And who in Detroit is a Central Michigan fan? So, uh, uh, I do not know. I bet you these tickets are pretty cheap, bro. I'm being generous with 62. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't see the price of these, but yeah, that's for, they're probably giving these tickets away. Honestly, like most if likely, wanna, if you just want to walk, oh, here in, we go. They probably let you walk. Uh, in. The tickets start at fifteen dollars. Fifteen. That's good for uh, for for first row, you dude. And you were getting ripped off at that, so. Uh, <laughs> Because you still have to spend a, you still have to spend a day in Detroit, which might oh, be worse than ugh. anything. You couldn't listen. <laughs> you could you could give me the ticket and then give me an extra fifteen dollars, and I wouldn't go to this game. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Central Michigan is a seven point favorite. I don't know why I'm going with Miami of Ohio here, but I am. Um, I think they went outright. Obviously, I, I guess the only reason I could think of is because uh, Ben Roethlisberger went there. So. Let's go big mm-hmm. And I got Central Michigan. I think they're running back Jonathan Ward. Stud. Um, I don't think – I don't see any reason why I'm of Ohio should win this game. Central Michigan's in Michigan, home field advantage. Central Michigan takes this one and covers. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to our next matchup. We've got the Conference USA championship game, uh, and that is UAB, Alabama at Birmingham, playing FAU, Florida Atlantic University. 
Uh, Lane Kiffin's there, and so that is why I'm going with the Owls. They're, that's I'm not playing around right now. Their mascot is the Owl. And tickets $14. There you go. I, I really, really wanted to go with UAB. I really would like UAB to win this game, but Lane Kiffin, Florida Atlantic, too much talent, too much, too many kids from last chance you. Florida Atlantic takes this one and most likely covers. Yeah, it's a seven-and-a-half-point spread, and – on my notes, I wrote that Florida Atlantic wins by a million zillion. So, yeah. So, take that there you as, go, guys. as you will. So, our next matchup, we have the University of Louisiana, Lafayette, visiting uh, Appalachian State in the Fun Belt uh, Conference Championship game. App State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And I'm going to go with the, uh, with, with, with the UL Raysian Cajuns on this one. Um, I'm going with them because I wanted to say Rage and Cajun a lot. So let's go Rage and Cajun. I'm going with I'm going with Appalachian State. They're going to win by a thousand. Oh yeah, Just I mean take probably, Appalachian State. Probably the right choice, but yeah, let's go Rage and Cajuns. If you want to have fun, uh, hop on my bandwagon real quick. So, uh, and with our final uh, with our final championship game this weekend, we have the Mountain West Championship, and that is yeah, buddy, shout out. Hawaii, the Rainbow Warriors made it. And for our first ranked team, we have Boise State. Number 19, Boise State, uh, to be exact. They're a 13.5-point favorite. And I'm going to go with Boise State here, and I'll tell you why. This game is not on the island. This game – listen, it, where is Albertson Stadium? Where is that? Bo- Boise, Idaho. Oh, so they're playing, they're playing on the blue turf. Oh, that's not even close. Yeah, Boise State wins this game. Yeah. They cover. And I'm going to go ahead and chalk this one up to uh, Hank Bachmeyer, their quarterback, just because pretty cool name. And his brothers have cooler names. So that's, that's tight. <laughs> I am picking Boise State. There's snow in the forecast. The Rainbow Warriors don't like snow. They've never seen snow. They're going to be distracted. Boise State by a million. Oh, can you imagine snow on the blue turf? That's going to be cool. It's going to be lit. I, I might watch this game just for that. Yeah. It's at 3 o'clock, so it's the same time as the SEC championship. But Guess what? It, your, boy, your, your, boy racked, your, your boy just got paid, and he got birthday money coming. I'm going to get me a second TV for this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. We have our playoff ranking reaction. So the college football playoff came out on Tuesday. Um, and what is our job, if not to react to uh, what ESPN puts out for the world? So uh, uh, we, no. we've got a new top 25, and I don't know what happened. It's something happened. All, all hell broke loose in this. Apparently. Apparently. I, I'm just so confused, bro. I have no idea. I mean, first off, can we address that Minnesota dropped 10 spots? That's insane. It just – why they lost they went from eight to 18 after losing to the number eight team in the country <laughs> they were number 12 at the time but why do you move from eight to 18 so they're a two-loss team they're behind iowa who somehow snuck back into the top well there's it's number 16 so they're not number 15 Did they move behind auburn who's almost in the top 10 as a three-loss team yeah but auburn i mean that's three quality losses michigan though uh number 14 uh with three losses uh, they Get them out down. of there. They moved down. They moved down a spot, and they're still number 14. Dude, they, they should be outside of the top 20. No doubt. Um, 
Michigan. I mean, Zach thinks your coach should okay. be fired. Also confused. Okay, can, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Which was the worst loss, okay? Okay. Michigan losing about 30 at home to Ohio State, fully healthy, or Alabama losing with their backup quarterback on the road in Jordan Hare with an Auburn team with nothing to lose. Did you say what's the better or what's the worst? What's the better loss? Oh, Alabama, dude. Okay, so Alabama dropped seven spots and you dropped Michigan That's one? Insane. It is crazy that Alabama dropped seven spots, by the way. I don't think they should have dropped out of the top ten, honestly. I don't hmm. know. Did you hear what the committee chairman said? What he I said the only him? reason they – no, he, he said – yeah, the guy from Oregon, he said that the reason Bama dropped so far, and especially below Auburn, is because Auburn has played multiple top ten teams and won two of them while Bama has not play, has played two good teams and lost both. So he yeah. said he do, they don't deserve to be up there. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I guess Oregon is still number 13 with two losses. Kind of weird. I don't know. I guess they did lose to Arizona State, but that was that was last and, week when they dropped and that far. They lost, and, and they lost to Auburn, so technically both Alabama and Oregon, I guess, which should poll, be behind. Which poll between the college football playoff poll, um, the AP and the coaches poll, do you agree with the most? Ooh, I would still say that probably the college football. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Right. I don't, I, dude. You have ten. The APS ten and two. Florida at seven. Uh, I mean, they're number. I mean, they're nine in the college football playoff. I don't know. That's dog. Do you have them over Baylor? Really? No, I don't. Not personally, no. I mean, and I, I still I agree with Wisconsin over Bama. I agree with that. The AP does not have that. And right. then, <laughs> I mean. They only dropped Minnesota to 15, maybe. But 18 is just ridiculous. And then the AP has Memphis over Michigan, which I do agree with, and that should be a thing. I just, yeah, it definitely I, should be. I, I have problems with both polls, but I'm going with the college football playoff ranking as of right now. I mean, I get their argument. I, I, there's just a few changes I would make. I wouldn't have Wisconsin at 8. I wouldn't have Penn, I, I wouldn't have Penn State at 10. And I think Memphis should be higher. And I think Boise State should be higher. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't know. It, it, there were just a couple of weird moves. Like, they moved Wisconsin up four after they – I mean, if you're going to drop Minnesota to 18, then how do you put Wisconsin at number eight? How do you replace that spot how, with Wisconsin? <laughs> how far do you think Baylor and Wisconsin fall if they lose? Um. Baylor Baylor probably doesn't drop out. Uh, I don't know. They probably don't drop out of the top ten. They probably stay at ten, I think. Probably three spots. Uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin's going to drop like seven. It's, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what if Baylor gets blown out by like 20, though? Baylor? Um, I can see them dropping to like 12, 13. Mm. I can't believe I mean, they, they would just be a two-loss team at that point, though. That's the thing. You have to remember. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I mean, but not all two lost teams are made equal. I'll give them no, that. That's fair. Yeah. And but, both their losses would be to Oklahoma. I mean, <laughs> they, lose, they lost the same team twice in that case. Can, can we address how two, eight, and four teams made the rankings? Can we not? USC and Oklahoma State need to get out of here. 
the committee loves them, by the way. Oklahoma State reason. lost and stayed in the top 25. <laughs> I don't understand. They it, lost man. and dropped at number 25. I mean, they dropped from 21 to 25. They were a three-loss team at number 21. I get that, kind of. But to, to lose and to not drop out is insane to me. Dude, I'm just so pissed that – some reason Iowa moved up a spot after almost losing to Nebraska. Nuts, right? Doesn't make sense. It's stupid. But I'm so excited for this weekend, man, because there's some chaos that can ensue. Yeah, fair enough. With You're these right. rankings. Uh, and that is what we're going to talk about right now. We're moving on to our storyline of the week. And my storyline is just going to surround what could potentially happen to the rankings this week. Uh, I talked to Zach about it, or I just kind of floated it by him, and we're going to have a conversation about it right now. Uh, what happens, in your opinion, Zach, if if LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson all lose this weekend? Mm. Well. <sighs> that would put them all at one loss. What, I mean, I think this is the first well, time. Well, okay, so. And, I mean, the playoff has been around for five years, and I'm – fairly confident in saying this is the first year where three no-loss teams are in the top four going into championship weekend. No, it, last year there was two. Oh, okay. Because you had Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame last year. Right. I forget about Notre Dame. That doesn't count. <laughs> but I would say Georgia would be the one seed. That would that would have to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But in this scenario, does, does Utah win? Uh. Yes, let's say – well, let's say no. Let's say they lose. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, Ohio State, LSU. So, it'd be Georgia, Ohio let's State, assume, LSU. Okay, so, so, for the sake of any more confusion, let's just say that everyone gets – everyone in the uh, in the Power Five, all the favorites get upset in their conference championship game. Okay, well, then I think it would have to be Georgia, Ohio State, LSU, and Baylor. Yeah, if Baylor beats Oklahoma, I think they have to be in, especially if Utah loses. Um, Agree, because I don't think Clemson has a rank win to hang their hat on. I think Baylor would have that win over Oklahoma. Right, absolutely. And and, and they would have a win over with, with Oklahoma good, State. With a decent loss against Oklahoma the first time anyway. I mean, I understand, exactly. I understand it was ugly, but still losing by – well, they lose by – was it three or four? It doesn't matter. Anyway, they – they lost, yeah, they lost by three at home after the biggest comeback I've ever seen. Not, well, not ever, but biggest comeback I've seen this year, probably. Um, but, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that – I think – and what I've been talking about, you know, to people I've discussed this with, I think even if Ohio State and LSU lose this weekend, they keep their spot. I, I'm pretty confident in saying that. Uh, so, the only way they wouldn't, in my opinion – is if Oklahoma and Utah won, that would be tough. Yeah, I can see where it would be tough, but they'd still all be a one-loss team. And and listen, a, a Utah loss to, to USC is a little bit worse than an Ohio State loss to Wisconsin, in my opinion. So uh, Yeah, that's... I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I think I think Ohio State's more likely to stay in if they lose than LSU is for sure. I mean, I understand. That's I lost stupid. It. That lost, shouldn't be the case. But it will be, and you know it will be. 
just because uh, they're, they're ranked number one right now. And so if they both lose, you know, number one and number two both lose this weekend, uh, then number one's going to stay in. They're not going to move LSU. I, Even though I think Cle- loss would have been to uh, all over, all around better team. I think I think Clemson's the only one in a uh, weird place because I, I don't think Clemson, if they lose, has enough to hang on. No, that, they're, the only reason they're in the top – I mean, that's why the committee has them at number three right now. I mean, they're, they're, they're undefeated just like Ohio State and LSU are, uh, and they're ranked third right now because, I mean, the only, like I said earlier, the only ranked win they have this season is against, is against Texas A&M, uh, and they were ranked at the time. You know, that was like – what was that, like week two or three? So, yeah. Yeah, so they were ranked 12th at the time, and at this point, like I said, they're seven and five. So, yeah, it, I just I, I don't see a way that it happens. No, they just don't have that wind hang their hat on you, right? Uh, let's say let's let's do another hypothetical. What if Ohio? What if only Ohio State loses? Do you think they drop out of the top four? Does Does Utah win? Yeah, I think Ohio State's got to go. Then really, see because uh, well, it will. So let's say Oklahoma and Utah win. You're comparing resumes, right? Right. Um, so, so these will be the four teams you would have to consider. You would have to consider 12 and one Ohio State did not win their conference. A 12 and one Utah, a win over a ranked team in Oregon, and their loss to USC early in the season, but they're Pac-12 champs. Then you would have Oklahoma 12 and one, only lost to a K-State team who finished eight and four, respectable. Um, on the road, midseason, won their championship game and avenged their only loss of the year. And then you would have to consider an 11 and 1 Wisconsin team, which avenged their, one of their losses of the year yeah, and is a Big they're 10, 10 champion. Two. They're 10 and 2. Yeah. So, yeah. So they avenged one of their losses at 11 and 2. Um, so those would be the four teams you would consider. I don't think Wisconsin has enough to make it. The loss to Illinois ended that, in my opinion. No, oh, yeah, I agree so you, with you there. So, so you move them out. And then when you're looking at Oklahoma, Utah, I think Oklahoma has the better schedule. So I think you have to move them above Utah. And then when you're looking at Ohio State, Oklahoma, Ohio State has a win over Wisconsin at home, but they lost to them in the rematch at a neutral site. And then they have a win over a Michigan team that's, eh, okay, I'll give it to them. But I'm not overly impressed with it. Yeah, know? I mean, and, but, but but I guess my only argument there would be their loss, you know, while untimely, was still in their conference championship game. So, and, and you've heard me all season long say that I don't, I don't think, I think that if you lose your conference championship game, you shouldn't be in the playoff. I just don't think that's the right thing to do. I'm going to make an exception here. I think if Ohio State loses, they still belong in the playoff just because, I mean, it was a loss to a team that they had to play twice. I mean, that's all – I mean, that you've heard that time and time again. I mean, it, it is hard to beat a team twice in one season. So, yeah. it, you know, that, that's, that's something they have to take into consideration. But this Oklahoma team, you know, that you're trying to put in, lost to K-State. Oh, Wisconsin and K-State are on two different levels. Uh, Agreed. Ten and the Big 12 uh, are on two different levels, in my opinion. So something, something to watch, though. I don't know if you've kind of thought about this. <clears throat> USC being ranked helps Utah a lot. Yeah, that's crazy, though. They shouldn't be ranked. They're eight and four. But they are, though, man. You've got to consider it as it is. I guess. Yeah, sure. 
But so that's, that's, still, gonna that's, help still Utah. Against, that's still a loss against a number 24 team in the country with their third-string quarterback playing. Yeah, Bro, uh, but the, but he played really well. Like, Yeah, he played well, but, I mean, what's his name, Zach? You remember? Matt Fink. Uh, you do remember. You're good. Anyway, Dog, you know me. Like, Did you really expect me not to know that? I only knew it because he's a quarterback named Matt, so that's cool. Um, I thought he was going to do really well, and he did. So, uh, uh, oh, whole different conversation real quick. Did you uh, – never mind. I'll, I'll bring it up later. Um, anyway, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Ohio State ends up uh, – regardless of what they do this weekend, I, I think they're still in the playoff. I, I, I think they will, but I don't think they should. Okay, I agree. Uh, well, I don't agree. I, I hear you, though. I hear what you're saying. All right, Zach. So that is my storyline. Let's go ahead and hear yours, though. All right. Uh, Brandon, I need your opinion first. Okay, I'm good at opinions. Well, what is your opinion on storming the court, storming the field, things love like it. that? Can't get enough of it. Really? I love it, yeah. Okay. Um, I watched the video of uh, Virginia storming the field. Pretty great. Very fast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you saw it? Yeah. Dog record, right? I mean, it was like it, it was. They stormed the field before time was up. Before the before the clock. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they were just like they were just like, "Yep, this is ours now." You know what? Um, <laughs> well, it had been 15 years since they beat Virginia Tech, so they were ready. So, does the name Joe K ring a bell for you? Sounds familiar. He is the Arizona high school basketball player who got paralyzed by. His high school storming the court after oh, he hit the game when his shot. You're going to do this to me right now? Uh, so, I'm you're just bringing this. it up because it's relevant. Um, so, they ESPN interviewed him after K-State stormed the court last year after beating Kansas in basketball. And after this weekend when Auburn and Virginia stormed the court after beating Alabama and Virginia Tech, respectively. Um, and I just want to – Lay out what he said. I want to hear your opinion on it. You're going to stop. So, I, don't, I don't like this. <laughs> he said that the NCAA puts up a charade of caring about safety and that the universities only care about the, their bottom line, which I agree with the second one. They definitely only care about their money. Right. But, but here we, here's where it gets a little tricky, dog. He said fans who participate in court or field storming should be fined or arrested on site. Are you serious? See, okay, I'm not going to start feeling bad for this kid right now. I know I should, and this is probably going to come back to bite me at some point. Um, you can't do that, man. I mean, it was, it was an isolated incident. I understand what your situation sucks. Uh, I, I, but, but when you start arresting or fining every single person that, that storms a field, <laughs> I mean, what, what are we doing? Uh, what, I, what are we I doing? just – it shocked me when I, he's like, I was reading, I was like, oh man, I've read his story after because I didn't even, I didn't know about him. And the story's horrible. I hate it. Like, he's getting better though. Like, apparently, he trained himself to go from being right handed to left handed. Amazing. But, dog, arresting people and getting like a criminal charge on their record because they got excited and wanted to celebrate a big win. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I understand his story is very sad. I hate that for him, you know. Uh, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But you're you're using your one isolated incident to justify not doing like something that is just. I mean, that's just a tradition. 
in college sports, that's a tradition. You know, you, you have a big win over a team you're not supposed to beat. You storm the field. You storm the court. You do whatever you need to do. Uh, I mean, I understand things can get reckless, but, like, should, should I mean, should we start arresting people who, who run into the doors on Black Friday to go shopping? No, I don't think we should. I think, I think that things should definitely be more civil. But you can't go around handing out charges just because of one, one isolated incident. And he said that ESPN and other networks like that should be held responsible because they glorify it and that they're the reason more and more people want to do it. You know what? I'm glad this guy is choosing this as his uh, – <laughs> he's choosing this uh, to go after um, because our society is perfect and there's nothing else that he could be standing up for right now. Uh, that was – I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, um, so I don't know. It's just – Bro, do you know how much he sued the school district for? Probably um, upwards of a million dollars. $3.5 million is what he got. Good. I mean, good for him. Uh, I don't – well, I don't know. The school system should have paid that out. That sounds a little bit ridiculous. It, so, it, and then he also got $2.7 million from well, – so he got $2.7 million from the school district district and 600000 from some insurance policy of another student's parents or something like that. So this kid just – this kid just randomly had uh, – in case I injure my basketball playing friend insurance. I don't know. That's not, uh, I, don't I don't know. know. Sounds, sounds dog, a little I, sus. I, 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 <laughs> a little suspect there. <laughs> yeah. But, dog, I mean, I was there at Auburn. I stormed the court in 17 in football, stormed the court in 19 this year, and I stormed the basketball court when we beat Kentucky in 16, I think. Dog, there is nothing like it. All the players are for it too, man. Exhilarating, dude. Right? I mean, well, not that Marlon. Not that guy. Da- yeah, well, Marlon Davidson was like right around me, jumping up and down, talking all kind of crazy crap about how he loves it, and all and all the recruits at Auburn literally stormed the field, and then Auburn got to commit Monday from a five-star defensive tackle because he was there and stormed the field and had a blast. Yeah, that's what, it's a this fun is, time, dude. And like, I get the injury was tragic, man, but like. Jesus Christ, man. Like, this is like, this is the whole thing with this culture, man. We always overreact on some stuff. No, I know. Arresting people, bro. Like, are you serious? Well, the good thing is that this guy's opinion isn't law. So that's tight. Um, Agreed. Agreed. What an absurd take. Um, Yeah, I just thought this had to be talked about because I was shook when I read it. (laughs) It was in the last line of the article, and I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Rewind. Rewind this. I mean, people so get guys, injured let doing us, stuff all. I mean, all time. That's what, we dude. This is why we. People. This is this is why we have to have don't eat signs on paint, bro. I swear. On <laughs> gasoline pumps, do not smoke no on this. But yeah, guys, we would love to hear your opinion on this. So definitely let us know how you feel about it. You know, if you feel like we should get arrested for a storm on the field, let us know. We'll give you a shout out. We might ridicule you on the podcast. Who knows? It'll be a lucky day. So <laughs> that's sue my storyline. We don't we don't have three point two million dollars, but you can sue us for it, I guess. That's right, dude. You'll get this nice crisp twenty dollar bill in my wallet right now, bro. <laughs> that's Lucky. it. But rich, but yeah. Rich. So so since this is the end of storyline of the week, we're gonna do a quick coaching carousel segment. We want to stay up to as up to date as possible on these coach on the silly season of coaching changes. And Mike Bobo officially agrees <laughs> no with way, officials. Stop that. 
Yes, that is his name, Mike name. Bobo. <laughs> Mike Bobo went 28 and 35 over five years at Colorado State. They, the school and him agreed to mutually part ways. And so, Brandon, what do you think this job rating is for a Colorado State job in the Mountain West? Uh, it's in Colorado. I'm going to give this a 4.20. A 4.2? You're so specific with your ratings, man. You're dedicated. You don't get it? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got it. I got it. But, like, I, I, you've done that multiple times. Like, the, yesterday, like, last episode, you were, like, a 6.79. Like, yeah, I mean, wow, you're I'm giving – uh, it, well, if I have to give this an honest score at, at Colorado State, uh, 3-8. I give this a 6. Really? That's stupid. No, you're surrounded by states with real talent. Like, you can get kids from Texas. You have legal weed to offer these kids. I mean, they're not supposed yeah, to until, have it, but we all know. They, until they fail a pee test. Yeah, but, I mean, what the odds of that? Who's going to really care about Colorado State? I feel like they do. I feel like they test everybody. <laughs> I'm giving it a six. I mean, we've seen coaches succeed at Colorado. I don't see why there's no, any chance Colorado State can't. The only team you really have to compete with is Boise State year in and year out. And then if you have to go to the island one year, you've got to compete with Hawaii. But, I mean, dude, nine and three gets to the conference championship. Right? You can do that. So I'm giving this a six. Okay. Well, <laughs> do what you need to do, Zach. Uh, kind of – Kind of, kind of out there, um, but beyond this, uh, so we brought up coaching carousel. One thing I did want to bring up is that this is just the one glorious time of the year where we get all, like all kind of reports from these kids that work at airports around the country because they have flights coming in from like Boca Raton, Florida. So like Lane Kiffin flying into their town, basically, or like speculation that he is. Um, so as time goes on, we're going to have a lot of just probably insane reports. And I just love this time of year. This is one of the most perfect times of year when we just get like, we get crazy things like, oh yeah, uh, Mike Leach is going to go to the University of North Florida to coach, like stuff like that. So just watch out for that. Uh, don't get fooled by, by fake reports. And uh, I guess just keep your head clear. Um, stay, stay strong chin up and just uh stick to your guns it's time of the year so <laughs> i guess we're going to move on from here uh i didn't have any more storylines um and we're going to move on to brandon's gambling corner so i, I mean i didn't really know what to do we kind of covered every single football game this week right zach we did so what we're going to do is tell you which two games that we covered are you should actually bet your money on yeah, we is a strong word. So go ahead and cue up that music and Zach, hit it off right. Here we go, guys. Boise State over Hawaii. It's going to snow. It's going to be cold. The Rainbow Warriors are warm weather creatures. They are not going to know what to do. They're going to be taking selfies in the snow. Boise State wins by a zillion, a trillion, a billion. And guess what? Christmas is coming up. Buy all your homies something nice. Get the homies a good gift. Um, Zach, I want to hear your second pick before I give any of mine. <laughs> so my second pick, guys, Ohio State over Wisconsin. 16.5, 17-point favorite for Ohio State. Jonathan Taylor's not going to be able to get it done. You put J.K. Davis and Justin Fields in a dome on turf. They are going to eat. They're going to beat Wisconsin by 20, 30 points. It's not going to be close. And the Buckeyes are going to the playoffs. 
Yeah, guys, and you heard me say it earlier. We is a strong word. I gave you all my picks for college football. I'm not going to be repetitive. You know me, but you know what time of the year it is. That's right. It's also college basketball season. Let me give you some easy winners. You'll get paid. You'll feel good about yourself. I'll feel good about myself for giving you these. So take Mississippi State tonight, minus 8.5 over Louisiana Tech. This game's at 7 p.m. Tune in. What else are you doing at 7 p.m. on a Saturday night? We're not watching NFL football. We're a college podcast. Uh, and bet on this game like the degenerate that you truly are. Midweek basketball. Gotta love it. Get paid. And lastly, take Elon over High Point. Why? Because I've never heard of High Point. Elon sounded remotely familiar, I guess. Uh, I wish I knew more. But what I do know is that Elon is going to cover this one and a half point spread. So uh, go whatever Elon's mascot is. Let's go. And that is our gambling corner this week. Um, and that's our episode this week, actually. So uh, I want to give everybody a big thanks for tuning in and listening. And I promised it to you. I promised it to Zach. Go ahead and plug that social media. Guys, Instagram at the underscore blue bloods. Follow us on there. We post on there all the time, every day, all the time, 24-7. Dark Twitter exclusive at the underscore underscore blue bloods. Follow us on there. Hit us up. Retweet our stuff. Favorite our stuff. I don't really care. And then on Facebook, for all the people who still have Facebooks out in the world, it is at the blue bloods pod. Follow us on there. Share our stuff. Get the name out. Get the brand out. And we got some cool stuff on the way. Be on the lookout. Tomorrow, I will be dropping a new article. It's about to be recruiting season, and I am dropping a summary and a preview of the top 10 recruiting classes in the country right now so you guys know what players and what teams to look for in the upcoming early signing period and looking forward to National Signing Day and give you some players to keep on your radar in the next coming years. Yeah. Um, keep listening to the podcast. Uh, we're available on every single platform. I mean, you name it, we're on it. Uh, leave us a review guys. Uh, we've gotten reviews. We have not gotten comments, so I can't read your five-star review, but shout out to everyone who's given a five-star review. That's all we've gotten. It's beautiful. Uh, everyone loves it. We love it. So just keep listening. Uh, stay tuned for next week. Bowl season is on the horizon. So after championship weekend, we will be covering every single bowl game, or at least we hope to. Uh, that's a lot of work. We will. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we will. We'll do it just for you guys. Be, so. be, on, be on the lookout for all kind of episodes. We aren't sure what the schedule is going to be because there's bowl games literally like every day. But once me and Brandy kind of figure out a good way to get all the bowl games in without missing some or all this type of stuff, we will get you guys the information. But Every single bowl game will be covered, so that might be good for you guys because there might be a lot more episodes per week than just two. I mean, listen, we've been putting out three episodes for the past two weeks. We've been working like crazy. I've got finals next week. I had exams, I mean, the whole time, but I'm getting it done because we love you guys, and we want you to keep listening, keep sharing the pod, uh, do what you need to do, stay interactive. I mean, we've still got open DMs. Send us, shoot us some messages. If you've got some coaching tips, if you work at a small airport in like the Midwest and you've got a tip on who the next head coach at Colorado State is going to be, send us a tip. I mean, we've got listeners all over the country and we want to perform our best for you guys. So watch out for new content, watch out for new episodes. Until next week, we are out.